some Beatles. The Beatles. I thought this was appropriate since of our last podcast. <laughs> Imagine the origin of belief. Welcome to Life Karma. Nothing you can sing that can't be sung. Nothing you can say, but you can learn how to play the game. It's easy. Nothing you can make that can't be made. You just can't get enough of the Beatles. Love, love, love. Love, love, love. All you need is love. All you need is love. As uh, we were two shaming oh, each other last man. week on. What is love, Sam? It was what is bad. Love? It was, well, the after it's party the was powerful. super bad. <laughs> <laughs> the after party. It's like, I'm going down with love, oh, man. I'm gosh. sorry. <laughs> it, the after party was bad. <laughs> Let's just say me and Sam really got into it. After the podcast, well, I don't know if we got into it. Are we you just, kidding me? I would say, oh, we, we got into we it. We drew a line. No, we didn't no. draw a line. Okay, we got into it because here's what happened I cornered Sam a little bit and then I controlled the conversation with other individuals, led them down a path. I wanted them to say certain things, and they did, of course, because he's the master at it. And my defense yeah. is what well, I don't, th- what I say, I don't give a shit. I still believe in love. <laughs> yeah. so, you will not take that from me. <laughs> You will not take this from me. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not trying to take anything from you. No, no. There's, there's nothing but good things on the horizon here. No, there is, but that was bad. You have to admit that was bad. I, the after party. You don't remember the after no, party? No, I remember. I remember the after party. I went and threw up and made myself. No, I'm kidding. No, but Judas. <laughs> you cannot. It's very difficult to win a verbal argument with the Brian Arnold. Because he... He is the master of the lead you to of a the path. crazy. Yeah, le- leads you to a path of the outcome that he desires. So he's very good at that. I'm pretty persuasive, but yes, very persuasive. I'm, that's my. Uh, but it's hard to be persuasive about something that means completely different things to different yeah. people. So I mean, the whole basis of that thing that I learned from mm-hmm. that, yeah, kind of from the after party. From the after party was. Um, the definition of terms is really beginning of wisdom and you're a divorce attorney. So no wonder you don't believe in love. I am not, I I am not a divorce attorney. I don't, I don't, um, help people through the madness of separation and, and people who once loved each other now hate each other. (laughs) So I'm like, yeah, Yeah. that would skew the, that would skew the the belief system. You definitely know people that are divorced. So do you No, do you, do I? Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. I've yeah. had friends get divorces. That's the thing is like the percentage, what, 50% roughly, but a lot of people get remarried. Um, but I think in dealing with it that way, being in the thick of it, I think, yeah, you hear every, you don't hear everyone's best. You hear everyone's worst. Oh, that's so true. So true. Yeah. You don't hear about the good times. Right. Well, I'm, uh, I'm pleased to report a, something that was a good time, and that is to get our first video podcast loaded up on YouTube. Bam. Life Karma is our YouTube channel. Yes, it is. And you can uh, so see our product placement yes. here. The yeah, you see this? It's very purposeful right here. I'm sure you knew that, but very purposeful. Um, but yes, Life Karma, subscribe, like, whatever the frick you're supposed yeah. to do on YouTube. Like and subscribe. Yeah. So Sam knows way more about this stuff than I do. Well. You got a, you got the channel built, and I'm just 
slamming down the video. Time man. to party. Time to party. Time I was, to party. And I watched the video. I learned a lot of different things, weird things about myself. I do. My beard was a little too long. I trimmed it up. Yeah, I cut my beard off. It's yeah, gone. I noticed. Yeah, it's beard gone. is gone. Beard is gone. Yeah. You know what? You know what drove me to the edge with the beard. What? I hate the wearing mask with a beard drives me nuts. So yeah. I cut my beard off. Yeah. Instead of become defiant and just refuse to wear a mask so I can get arrested like some lady was at a football game oh, in did California. You see that video? Oh my gosh. That was horrendous. It was just her constitutional rights were being violated all over the place. Like what 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 was up with that guy? Like seriously, is your life so boring that you're gonna go arrest somebody at football game? First of all, their stayed the stadium stands didn't have fifty people in them. It's like no. she it's like she could have socially distanced herself all day long. But it's just getting you know pathetic. the most the most messed up part of that video to me was the kids crying. Oh yeah, watching this interaction altercation happen between two adults. Oh, it's just it's a, it's going to be a trauma, a traumatic experience. It's going to be some they won't life trauma it. for they some won't forget kid. it. No, they'll villainize they'll villainize police forever. Yes, hundred yeah, percent. That guy, that guy, he may have been upholding the law, but he was an idiot. Well, upholding. Mm. I don't know. Uh, Whatever the sanction is. Well, no, I get what you're saying. It's just upholding the law to me on something where nobody's being hurt. One, we're outside. Two, yeah, she's not wearing a mask. But like three, she's with family around her. A couple Mm -hmm. of people, I think. And then two kids. So who's she really hurting here? No one. It's weird. I mean, if you really... Here's the thing that always drives me nuts. If the cop really thought that she was contagious or something, do you really think he'd go arrest her? No, he just exposed himself. Yeah, he'd stay away. Yeah, yeah, he just got the disease if she has COVID. Oh my Weird. Gosh. It's the stupidest anyway, thing of it. What are we so, going to talk about this week? Well, we got, we got, so Sam, very insightful here, told me that we should come up with segments. Oh, yes, we should have segments. Boom. So the first segment that I've come up with is called Confession. Ooh, <laughs> Confession. Confession. So does that mean we have to confess something? Did my voice sound cool? Confession. But watch. (laughs) Who needs a Rodecaster Pro when you can do that? Yes. The Doppler effect. Boom. Confession. Confession. (laughs) All right. So do you want to go first? Isn't that such a weird word? Well, to confess. To confess. To fess up. Yeah, I can go first. To come clean. How many? There's all. Hmm. The confessions of life karma. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, all right. Get a well, glass that says confession. Oh, we should just like or do a t-shirt. Do a t-shirt. Confessions. <sighs> I have a new t-shirt. It's very sick. Yes. The front there's a life karma. In the back there's some very cool images. Alice of, in Wonderland. Right. I'll put a. It's on the screen, website. I'll put a screenshot in the video and you'll yeah. check that out. It's, well, it's on cool. the website. Go buy it now. Long yeah. sleeve. It's getting cold. It is getting cold. I was cold this morning as I woke up. Oh, so you ready for my confession? I am. It's going to be a little abstract here. Tell me your confession. Um, I'm not really attracted to blondes. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be your confession. That's my confession. I have never been attracted to blondes. Yeah, I'm just not attracted to blondes. I mean, this is like, it's cool. Well, your wife's a brunette, right? She is, but it's like, you know, like blondes. I'm like, yeah, whatever. That's weird. Don't you think that's weird? That's why it's a confession. Okay. Yeah, because but if I say weird. I've never been attracted by blondes, you can't say the same thing as me. I can't say. I have to say something different. Yeah, you get you get the confession is I've never been attracted to blondes. Like, name me the hottest blonde you can think of. Christy Brinkley. 
She's a model. She was a yeah, model. Yeah, she was a model. Um, she was blonde. She yeah, was, she was. She, she was, was beautiful. She's beautiful. But she she's married Billy Joel. And evidently, she wasn't Billy Joel's type either. <laughs> I'm sure Billy Joel had a lot of confessions. The, I bet that'd be great to hear his. Yeah. yeah. But that was my confession. I'm like, I was trying to think of one not too serious, but funny. Yeah. I don't yeah. like blondes. Like, my sisters are blonde. Maybe that's why, okay. because it's for my childhood. Because yeah. my one sister under me, she was always blonde. But like the crap out of me. Freaking wanted to kill her. So that's probably why you don't like blondes. Like, I kicked a, a hole in her door one time chasing oh. her. Oh, wow, wow. Because I was so mad. So do you have a rage problem? Is that another confession? Yeah, I only started liking her like 10 years ago. Oh, okay. So you were full of rage early on. Yeah, right? I did not like my sister. Okay. Yeah, I didn't like a lot of people from my but Yeah, but my sister... <laughs> <laughs> she'll never watch this anyways but it doesn't matter no, no she, she wanted to drive me she drives me nuts she as a child you? yeah she's my dad's favorite by far oh yeah he got the preferential treatment yeah she got everything she wanted she always says this because my dad's dead so just so you guys know but she always says this the one parent that loved me the most is gone really yeah that's what she says yeah he's not gone he's watching over you yeah I don't know I think he's playing tricks on me he's, he's totally messing with your mind yeah he's totally messing with me yeah, so what would I say would be a confession for me? I bought a badass gun this yes, week. <laughs> and I made the mistake of going to a shooting range and shooting that damn thing. That felt good. Wow. Now, why is that a confession that you bought a gun? Because I've told nobody. No. Except my son, Bo, who was with me. And because this gun, particular gun, you can't get, you haven't been able to get for six, seven months. Bo couldn't get, but a friend of mine was an old... Um, sheriff department guy and he's a friend of mine and I've known him for a long time and and uh, we were like well what do you got back there and he goes well these just came in today oh my gosh and I'm like uh, yeah I'll buy this one he'll buy that one done because you know they're going to be outlawed so. I could they are and I could I could sell them for $800 more than I bought it for I'll, like I'll today. give you $800 more I'm than sure you would right now. <laughs> I sort of showed it to, I showed it to him before we started yeah, that podcast up. so he could have envy yeah, that's messed up. It's like my, we, it was like my sister. But Bo, Bo and I spent two hours at a shooting range. That sounds nice. Dialing in the sights, and we shot handguns, we shot ARs, we so shot... I'm guessing you're for the Second Amendment. Well, I... Yes, I believe in the Second Amendment. Mm, the right God, to bear yeah. arms. Now, let me, let me ask you honestly, because first of all, it's an awesome gun, but why do you believe in the Second Amendment? Because... Um, well, I think the Founding Fathers um, established the Second Amendment because of a couple of things. When they were, um, now my history, history may be off, so don't crucify me, people. But, but well, when but we were fighting for the... you, I mean, like... Was well, for the, in the Revolutionary War, they confiscated everybody's weapons, right? And then that was easier to kick everybody's ass, right? Absolutely. And then back in those days... Um, uh, the right to private property and to protect your private property was a really important thing. And the English came and just took their guns, took their property, just did whatever the hell they wanted. And there was a major, major riff. And they wanted to be able to defend their, their freedom, you know, their right to free speech, to religion, to act and believe and live the way they wanted to. And I believe in those same kind of things today. I don't want to, I don't want to let some poor bastard try to break into my house and harm me and my family without defending myself so i believe it's one of my basic rights as long as i'm responsible and well it was, i had an interesting conversation with someone sometime that they don't they didn't really 
they didn't mind that people had guns, but they didn't want guns, right? Like they didn't really care if the Second Amendment exists or not. Right, right. And I asked them once, point blank, you know, very calm. We always had great conversation. We're definitely lean on the different sides of the of the table, right? Like mm-hmm. we're just different politically. And I said to her, I said, so let me run you through a scenario. Someone breaks into your house, has a gun, points it at you. Would you not want to be able to defend yourself? And she said, I'd rather them shoot me than me shoot them. Like she's, oh, yeah, some she, people have yes. a real hard time. Yeah, right. she's like, my conscience couldn't yeah. live with that. And I don't know I don't know how I'd behave, to be honest. I mean, I was raised around guns and people harming people and people shooting people, and um, I don't think it's right. Well, there's a lot and of bad I, with it, right? Yeah, there is. There's a lot of... Well, with the right to bear arms comes tremendous responsibility. So here's the thing. We're at this... We're at the shooting range, mm-hmm. and this guy's bringing out ARs, and you know this guy has you know ten thousand dollars worth of just sick, highly potent guns, and and Bo's like a freak about gun safety, and these guys are waving guns around with mags in them and pointing them at us, and I'm like dear, <laughs> we're just like get out of the way. <laughs> so I'm like, move. That was weird. So, but but there's a, be mean, responsible if you're going to be a gun owner. Be responsible for it. You well, there's, lock it up, but I mean, there's a lot of violence, tons of violence with it. Um, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of bad things around it. Well, I mean, firearms are used to harm people, right? I mean, that's the, they're used to rob people, to harm people. It's a complicated issue. Well, I, my point being, at least for me is there's, there's bad and good with everything. Oh, Absolutely. There's always an opposite view. As well, we, there's always a way to twist something. Too. No, totally. As we see every day in our yeah. political landscape. Well, I don't know. The internet's bad, but it can be amazingly good. Oh, totally. I found out of, I had a second great grandmother that I learned all about today in my, in the internet because the internet opened up to my eyes. And then my, on one, one part of my family goes back 450 years. I was fascinated to Jeez. check that out. I'm like, hmm, fascinating. So let me ask you a question, because I, this made me think of that. This, no, that made me think of this. That's okay. the correct way to say it. Okay, so in a time of revolution today, let's say 2020, what would be more powerful in your opinion, guns or the internet? Well, anything that affects thought is going to be more powerful than an object. Okay. So I would probably have to go with the internet is more powerful than guns because the internet can expose you to belief systems and rhetoric and certain lifestyles that make you want to draw up guns and go kill people because you're villainizing them and you're not seeing from their perspective and you're going into your corner, coming out, fighting like hell, going back to your corner. Mm. And I think the internet really has done a terrible job being objective. Well, that's because we, and I've thought about this too, because we know, I mean, it's called the social experiment on Netflix, I think, right, that mm-hmm. I've seen. Um, we know that our search results or whatever, we know that they're playing to who we are, our different habits or all those kinds of things, yeah. right? It's all for money. Right, right. right. But <clears throat> So look at it this way, though, because I was starting to think about it this way. Google is a business, mm-hmm. and we go and use their search engine. Mm-hmm. So what makes them have to be objective? Nothing makes them have to be objective. But they just present themselves as if they were objective, and they're not. That's to me. You're that's right. A that's a deception. Hundred percent. That's and the they key. get a whole sorts of tax benefits, and they can't be sued, and they can't right, and they can't be sued, 
And so they can allow well for slander crazy. is what I'm talking about. Yeah, they can't be sued for slander, but they can allow and and then they censor who they censor. The reason know? why they can't be sued for slander and defamation is because they're supposed to be open. Right. Just like news newspapers are supposed yeah, to we're be open too. Censored on YouTube. Oh yeah, maybe they won't even You think they YouTube will, channel. You think they'll censor us because we're saying this? I don't know. I mean, should we leave it in or should I edit it out? Leave it in. They won't. No one cares about us, really. I mean, whatever. I mean, they're Google's a great company. I was first exposed. Well, Joe Rogan talks about this anyway, so he's not censored. Yeah, but we we will be because we're turds, and and they'll like squash the turds early. I I think we went into some of the crazy conspiracy theories. Yeah, then we'd be censored. Yeah, but let's not do that. No, we won't let's, do that. Uh, I've done my confession. You've done your confession. What's the next segment? <laughs> We're like, moving on now. Okay. Uh, well, let's do, let's do, do you want to do meditation of the week or sneaker of the week? Ooh, sneaker. I want to do sneaker of the week. So many of you don't know this, but my friend Brian Arnold is, um, a sneaker freak and he mm-hmm. has yes, I am. hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pairs of exotic footwear in his closet. I've personally witnessed that and been the recipient of a few of those pairs as the sizes were too large, but he has a thing about that. So yes, go away, buddy. Now Take I try to think of a sneaker that best represented life karma. Oh, good. And I came up with one. Okay. It's the classic Jordan one bread. Mm. Now, this shoe is one of my all-time favorites, and it's not even close um, because <clears throat> Michael Jordan's shoe, right? His one, his first Jordan one. This was banned by the NBA. What? What? Yeah, it's Jordan One banned. Okay, that's what this shoe is called. And because you can see, there's well, you probably won't be able to see, but there's a number inside, and then it has an X by it. And so the NBA banned this shoe because it had too much black on it. They weren't willing to have a conversation about style and what helped progress the NBA. Now, Michael Jordan progressed the NBA more than any athlete I think has ever progressed any professional. That's a good point. I think I agree with that. And so this shoe to me represents going against the grain, not having an intelligent conversation about what's really happening and banning something that became the most iconic sneaker ever would be the Jordan one. Right. Wow, that's a big deal. And so, I mean, this sneaker, even though I've worn it, probably go for four or five hundred bucks. Wow. Brand new, you're looking closer to a thousand. Wow. Can I make a confession? Sure. I never knew that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a sneaker head. Sneaker heads out there are like, oh, he's such a pig. He's so ignorant. <laughs> he never knew that. What's his problem? Yes. So, I, so one of the first things I ever do when I get a sneaker, smell it. Oh, that that glue smell on the Jordan oh, yeah. One is so strong. Strong glue Ooh. smell. There you go. And for some reason, these are grippy. I don't know how, but um, if anybody watched the Michael Jordan uh, documentary, he talked about when he went into New York later on in his career and wore the Jordan Ones again. He says feet were more bloody than they've ever been. We're playing a game in these. Yeah, they weren't very comfortable basketball shoe, right? No, but it's got yeah, it's got a number in there, and then. The X. They came out with an edition one time of these that actually had an X on the heel. Now, if you can find those, we're talking huge bucks. Huge, huge bucks. But well, I'm just fat. I've learned you've taught me a lot about collectible things and sneakers and 
oh, all man. that kind of stuff. I, There's nothing better than the Jordan 1s. I don't know why it's just so iconic. Brian bought me my first pair of Yeezys, folks. Hmm. I didn't even know what a Yeezy was. And then when I got me a pair of butter Yeezys, and when I put those puppies on my feet, I'm like, oh, I'm in heaven. I'm walking on clouds. I'm like, I love the Yeezys. <laughs> I would wear these over Yeezys, however... The last shoe Kanye wore before he started making was the Jordan 1. Oh, was very his favorite. Cool. Very cool. He recently came out and said, now that we're talking about Kanye, that he will wear Jordans, even though he is an Adidas guy, right? Because right. until they put him on the board of directors of Adidas. Wow. That so you, you have a lot of knowledge about these sneakers and the whole surround sound about the sneakers. But isn't that art, though? To me, that's just art. I think it's pretty intimidating. Those were intimidating sneakers, I think. Yeah, well, Jordan 2 started out, they did not have the Nike check mark either. This is one of the rare Ni Jordans that has the Jordan swoosh. I mean, the Nike the swoosh. The Nike swoosh with the Jordan. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Well, for all you uh, sneakerheads out there, make sure you follow Brian at Zag Squire right. on um, Zag Instagram. Esquire. Zag for Gonzaga Esquire, because I'm an attorney. Yes. <laughs> so that was just really enlightening. That's another confession. Oh. Zag, because you went to Gonzaga, mm -hmm. and Esquire, because you're Brian Arnold III Esquire, There's the attorney. <laughs> That's where I come from. I'm That's Esquire fascinating. I'm so, I'm so learning tonight. That's really cool. You know what was fun is when Miss Kim put on her first pair of Yeezys. Oh, wow. Miss Kim sort of lost her mind a little bit. She's not a person in a material yeah. possession. and She's like, do these come in purple? <laughs> no. And it's funny because Kim's like, well, well, I don't want to ruin these. She goes, Kim, the, the reason Brian brought my, bought my wife um, some sneakers is because all of her sneakers are like 30 years old. Oh, my gosh. And so Brian's buggy. like, you can't be seen in public with those. You have to get a new pair of sneakers. No, they won't believe that she's my friend. Yeah. He says, I can't have you being my friend and not having sneakers that are decent. So. Yeah, they'll be like, who are you? Wait, you know Brian and you're wearing 30-year-old sneakers? <laughs> and Kim's like, okay, whatever. She finally accepted the gift because she wanted trying to stop bothering her she didn't want to deny me blessings anymore right yeah you, <laughs> he spoils my uh, daughter and my wife with uh, sneaker gifts quite frequently so that's all i can do right okay i don't know okay we got the sneaker of the week got confessions out there i'm gonna call this whole podcast confessions i think it's great confessions it seems like an over it's a theme yeah, nice umbrella confessions of life karma if you're looking to buy these stock x goat those would be the places i would go to well, there's always good Facebook groups, but you got to make sure they're authentic. There's a lot of fake ones out there, just so you guys know. Oh, yeah. Good point, probably. Oh, a lot of fakeness. Confessions. Confessions. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a little porno, a little bit weird. That was a little weird. I don't think, you know, that could yeah, be a porn title. Yeah, that probably would totally Confessions. Work. Yeah, I can, yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All I right. do not endorse the viewing of pornography. No, we do not. Never. Terrible. Yep. Does something to your mind. brain up here? Does <laughs> like things? Yeah. yeah, it's a drug. It's a drug. Yeah, yes, very true. Okay, um, moving on. Next segment: meditation of the week. Have you done Ooh. a meditation this week? If you have, what did you use? What, was your mind open? What did you learn? What was something yeah. that stood out to you? So, you want me to go first? On this? Yes, please. Okay. So I had a, I had an incident with my wife and daughter i didn't i wasn't having a good day and uh i sort of raised my voice um and 
was very direct about some behavior that I didn't appreciate of. And, and I unfortunately did that at the same time. My daughter-in-law and her whole entire family were walking in my back door. Of course. And uh, so I had a stress response because Kim's like, stop your yelling. You're being mean to me. And I'm like, yeah, I'm first of all, I'm not yelling. I'm just big and I talk loud. And secondly, I'm mean is way different. But in, in the end, I completely humiliated her um, and I had a stress response. So I came down to Live Karma Studios, turned all the lights off, sat in that chair right there. Mm, right there. And I closed my eyes and took deep breaths for about 20 minutes and just inhaled and exhaled and uh, to, to get my meditation on so I'd get out of the stress response because I was very upset. How long did you meditate for? I would say probably 20 minutes. What did you learn? What did I learn to meditate? No, no, no. What did you learn while you were meditating or were you just using it to come down? No, I was just, I didn't learn anything except for, oh, here's what I learned. I should, I overreacted. And I should, I just, I needed to get back into balance. I was over, I was overstimulated and triggered because I have other concerns. And, and, uh, my meditation was connected to a argument. Part of marriage 101. If you think your marriage is going to be perfect or you claim that it's perfect, you're full of crap. Oh, totally. Totally. I will, I will, I will confess that I meditated today in the bathroom in a big giant tub full of Epsom salts and essential oils. And I did the mantra meditation for about 20 minutes. Very nice. And that is where you repeat, close your eyes, get in a relaxing position, control your breathing and repeat one word over and over and over again. And I'll give you 10 guesses to figure out what that word is. I'll give you one actually. Peace. Oh, oh that was a good guess, but it was love. Oh Jesus! <laughs> love. Oh my gosh. Love. I don't even know. Love. I don't even know what to say anymore. <laughs> I believe in. I love. don't even think that word would come to my mind. To meditate. Of course it wouldn't, because you don't know what it is. So oh. Peace has. I've used mantra meditation with peace before. I use that a lot. So that was a really good guess. Very good guess. Talking about marriages. I went to a wedding yesterday Ooh. of my niece, Brinley. Congratulations, Brinley, by the way. Congratulations, Brinley. And, uh, Jake uh, missed <laughs> out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, That's job. inside joke. Yeah, definitely. I, yeah, inside joke. Um, so I was sitting there at the wedding, and um, I'm talking to this guy next to me, and I said, you know, I never wanted to be the old people at the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Where you're just like, those two kids have no freaking idea what's going to happen. They have no idea. And I did. I said, I never wanted to be this guy, but I'm this guy. I'm sitting here having, first, I'm having a Coke Zero, and I'm watching these people dance. And so I'm like, oh, I didn't want to be this guy. You, you turned out to be that guy. Yeah. And Emily's like, get him a, you got to give him a gift. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. So, of course, she puts it on me. So you want to hear what I came up with? I thought it was pretty good. What did you come up with? I thought it was pretty good. So I, took, I got a $100 bill, put it in a box with two pieces of uh, an ounce of silver, two ounces of silver. Oh. And then we, I wrote in the card, marriages are about happiness. Spend something now, the $100, 
and put something away for the future. Which is the silver, maybe. Yep. Find happiness in both. Oh, great wise one. Yeah? That was great wisdom. Did you like that one? That's great marital wisdom. And I was like, you no can't. No one ever did that to me. You can't be uptight in like in your marriage and be like, honey, no, we can't spend $2 oh, on yeah. that fizz drink because we need to put it away in my IRA. Yeah. No. Now that's going to steal your joy right now. Right. You got to have a fizz drink. How Here's. many marriages start out that way too? I've seen a billion of them start out that way. Like where one tries to exercise some type of control when it comes to money. Yeah, that's that would be, I have children that are married that try to do that. Yes. And so that's why I wanted to get the message across. Hey, enjoy it. Like happiness now, happiness. Realize you've got to have some fun now. Right, right. You, you know, you're only... Yeah. However young they are, crazy young, like yeah. 21 or something. So I've been really proud of Bo and Stephanie for this. You know, they've gone to Rome. They travel the world. Yeah, they're amazing. They right. just do all these kind of things, and they still manage to put away money. And, you know, you got now, they're, it, yes. they're, now they're living with us and paying off all their debts. And Yeah, well. Bo was like, hey, man, I have no debt, and I have all this money. I said, yeah, enjoy it. Enjoy it, yeah. my friend. Because Did you flip him off? It will, it will not last long. Yeah, Bo. You be consumed by material possession. Yeah, they're <laughs> called children. children. Yeah, and they're never ending. The, <laughs> they, the they expense don't. never They ends. never go away. <laughs> it doesn't. They don't go. It's like, That's you know, true. like your rite of passage as a child is like to go to college or high school, right? Write a, par a rite of passage for us as parents is to have your kids move back in. Oh, really? So That's I feel like I have the rite of passage because my kids are So I'm never finishing my basement. Don't ever finish your basement. Because then they move in. <laughs> But no, I think marriages, you got to find the happiness. Mm. I didn't so say you, love. What about your happiness. your meditation? You, you, we, we lost you on oh, the meditation. Sorry. So have you seen that movie, Tenant? Oh, yeah, I have. So I meditated after that movie. <laughs> Did you get caught in a time warp? No, I wanted or to. You got caught in a time I want, warp. I, you know, I believe there's some, you know, well, obviously there is some... <sighs> there's definitely some physics and stuff going on there that is true. I don't know how much true, but there is a lot of truth in there. And I want to meditate and understand quantum. a little bit, bit better. Quantum physics. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I mean, they're not messing around. No, Bo's into that stuff a lot. The one thing I didn't understand in that movie and I'm still is, is like how they inverse, like they go into that like machine yeah. type thing. It was a, it was a, it was a spinoff of time travel, but it wasn't quite time travel. It no, was, it's not. Yeah. Cause you're inversing. Yeah. Every, it's but, I just think it's opposite day. <laughs> yeah, the one thing they couldn't... Inversing is too complex for me. Yeah, so understand. spoiler alert here if you're watching, turn it off. But um, mm -hmm. that machine that they'd go in and then they inverse out and everything would be backwards, right? Going yeah. backwards, you yeah. have to have the, you have to be able to breathe because now your lungs are inversed. Right. So There's you, something that happens as you go through there that makes everything inversed. Right. But that's the only thing that didn't tie together for me. It's like, you didn't say how the machine was made. Yeah. What was you? Nothing. No. Didn't. That made no sense. A lot of Kim, Kim saw that movie with me and she's like, I hate that movie. Yeah. Emily was 10 minutes and she's like, what's happening? I'm like, well, it's moving a little too fast. I can't just like sit here and tell you. Right. And then, and then um, Kim said, that's just a sci-fi version of back to the future. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know if it was that, but that's a great analogy. That's a great comparison. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Okay. She I'm goes, about and that. Back to the Future was way nicer. You can kill a bunch of people or yeah. torture them. I mean, like when he snuck into that girl's room <laughs> that was going to be his mom. Oh, yeah, it was weird. That's not weird. Weird. No, not at all. 
No, there was violence in that movie. There was violence yeah, in that Biff movie. Biff was an a-hole bully, and he got in fights and stuff. <laughs> Lots of fights. I, like, I even got nervous as a kid watching that but when I saw, when Biff came in the screen. Yeah, Biff. Big Biff. What? Um, I knew a lot of Biffs when I was growing up. Oh, my Bullies God. like that. I hate bullies. It's almost like I can't deal with them. Do you believe in parallel universe, though? No, I do not. Hmm. You mean like there's another Sam Bracken in a third dimension doing the same thing I'm doing? Not necessarily a Sam Bracken, but like another dimension of similar things that we just can't. I believe in a, see. yeah, I believe in a heavenly dimension, a third dimension. No, 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 no. Dimension, I believe that the pe people that have died are so right gonna, around us. I'm going to restrict you here for a in second. In a different dimension. I'm going to make a rule here for just a okay, risk. I can't be, I can't talk about no, no, no. You just can't use it for the like parallel universe. Do you believe there's a parallel universe that's not heaven, like spirit based, heavenly based? No. Like a Star Trek parallel universe, I do not believe in. Do you, do you believe the sun stay the, the sun stays in the same position? Like planets go around it. Instead of the sun, the sun going, does, yeah, does I believe the sun the planets orbit around the sun. Right, but does the sun move like over here and pull the planets with it? But the planets I, are still I've going around it. I never thought about that. That's fascinating. It does. Okay. I don't know. I just feel like saying that. <laughs> I'd like to see some because evidence. Because what would keep it in the same place? Like we know what keeps the Earth in the same place, right? The universe, universe would keep it in the same place. What's the, what's the no, here, no, here's the answer. Here's the answer. The you ready? No. You ready? If you say love, I'll punch no, you. No, I'm going to okay. say dark matter. That's what keeps it. <laughs> yes. Dark matter keeps it all in line. Black holes. Black holes. Dark matter. Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, this is a strange podcast. It's a confession of strangeness. Confessions. Confessions of the life. Confessions of what the crap goes on in our brains that we don't yeah, tell you about. Which is a little trippy. A little trippy. So, um, so you still, did you get to your meditation yet? Oh, sorry. No, it was about <laughs> 15 minutes later. I <laughs> well, I, I meditated after I watched the movie. Tenet. Right. Oh, there we go. That's where it started. And I couldn't, I was trying to open up my mind to possibilities of inversion and all those types of things like they had in the movie. And I think right. there are, but the feeling I got, the thoughts that came to my mind is there's some things that we don't even closely understand that are true. Like when it comes to physics and stuff like that, like it's a lot more complicated, but simple than we really understand. Oh, I, I think man has a lot to learn. We have a lot to learn. Like how we're going to get an electric car within the next 15 years in California. They're requiring them now within 15 yeah. years. Can't drive gas in California. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there'll be no one living there. Why did the big why did the big gas companies still in California? Like, why do you even have anything in California? Because they have oil there, oil rich California. Yeah, but like, why are you headquartered there? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Because you haven't meditated. That's why I haven't figured. You out haven't meditated. You haven't meditated. Figure out. You got to get yep. the freak out of California. Yeah. So I sent three books to my friend uh, recently this week, a dear friend of mine who's going through some opposition. So I sent him the book, The Obstacle is the Way, because that which does not kill us makes us stronger yes. by Ryan Holiday. Um, I brought him The Ego is the Enemy. I sent mm -hmm. it to him, which is all about pride and ego keeping you from learning. And uh, that's by Brian Holiday. And then the last one is Stillness is the Key, which is about meditation and being mindful and so present. So that three books? Three books did I sent him. Did you on purpose? Ah, I did. I sent him a collection. No, but did you send him three on purpose? Yes. Like, or did you subcon... Like, I mean, three is very symbolic. 
No, he's just a good friend of mine, and those are three really good, the three best books I've read in recent months, and I sent them to him because the one helps him deal with the opposition he's facing, and um, the, the harder the opposition, the better the outcome. The other one is just like, you know, learn from this. Don't throw up your ego and judgment. You know, just learn it, learn, learn, learn. And the last one is take time to get insight, to be still so you can have enlightenment. As you see what you did right there, subconsciously you sent him a complete set because three represents complete and you told him how to fix his life with all three. I did, yeah. Oh no, it's it's there's a reason I did what I did. I felt like it was inspired. But did you like purposely think I'm gonna get him three books? Yes, I did. Like because of the number three? No, because of the three things I wanted to help him understand. See, that's just like in, numbers are ingrained in us. Oh yeah. Seven. Well, here you here you go. My football number college sixty seven. Of course, three times two, and seven. <laughs> three three seven six seven. Mm. Three plus three. Mine was twenty. That means nothing. Okay. Well, you're a numbers guy. You just said all about the numbers. <laughs> you just too shade my ass. Up. Yeah, I guess mine was twenty. It meant nothing. Yeah, that's because I wasn't as good as you. That's not true. Oh, no, it's definitely true. I wasn't a three-sport letterman as a freshman. No, it's definitely true that I was not, like, I mean, let's put it this way. I would not want to see you on a football. I would not want to be on the same football field as you. I was very angry. Unless I was on your team. And then I'd still be a little nervous. You'd love to run behind me if you're running back. Oh, freak yes. I was a very. Give me the freaking ball. Yeah. Oof. It was sport. The sport was good while it lasted until my body started falling apart. But it happens. I have another confession. Okay. I'm watching the Saints play the Packers tonight. Yes. Okay. And the Saints key right guard is hustling downfield and he gets rolled up on mm-hmm. his leg. And I'm like, his ankle's gone. And I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm like, when I was a senior in college in the, our eighth game, we were playing Auburn. I had the exact same thing happen to me and I broke my ankle. <laughs> And um, so I played my last, you know, four games in college with a broken ankle. And uh, and I felt bad. And, and, and the announcer's going on, yeah, you'd be surprised when that happens to offensive linemen, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> anyway, I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe, just maybe if I would have not hurt my ankle, I would have had a higher performing collegiate career. This, <laughs> anyway, this is exactly why I love watching European football, well, football. instead of American football right now. Because... Everybody's an act. They act. I don't get triggered. I don't get triggered. Oh, yeah, because you weren't a soccer player. I wasn't a soccer player. It's a beautiful sport. I love it. I never played it. So it's like, you know, like when you first learn football the first time? Oh, yeah. And how, like, beautiful and exciting. Oh, yeah. It's on that's the how edge. soccer is for me now. Oh, that's good. So explain something to me. Confess to me why soccer players do this. Yes, when I'll write for this. When they're barely touched, they yes. fall to the ground like someone that just shot them with a gun. Because... I, and, they're exaggerating. They're trying to get a call, just yes, like basketball players do. But you're going to love this. Is I didn't understand that either until about a year ago. Explain. This is Explain. fascinating. This is confession. 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 So, <laughs> the reason why they do it is because in soccer, you can't foul out. Okay, so you can commit as many fouls as you want. Not like in basketball where you get five fouls and you're out. Right. 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 Or there's no penalty really right. either. You can get ejected for targeting. Right. In there's football. No, right. So, yeah. so there's no, so the reason why they fall and act crazy is because they need the ref to one, give them a yellow card or a red card. Cause two yellow cards, you're kicked out. Oh, okay. Red card, you're kicked out. Oh, so they're trying to get ejected. So otherwise, and I think they need a break because right. there's no timeouts. Oh yeah. It's just constantly going. Constantly moving. 
Right. Okay. So that makes more sense. Yeah. It's not. It's all it plus. It's all about. It's like complaining to a ref in basketball. It's strategic. Yeah. It's very strategic. Yeah. Because. Sense. Yeah. It's like I need some kind of. Because if you get a player to get one yellow card, he's going to play a lot safer. Oh yeah, he'll be less radical. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Less aggressive. Crazy. So because you can't foul out. Yeah. That's can, why. Yeah. Can you believe? I'm going to confess that our time. Is Sort no, of I gone. can't believe it at all. I'm like, this is the fastest podcast we've ever done because we had segments, 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 segments. We need to do some sound. We need like a really good, good voiceover. Yeah, girl, but like, she can like, all the art. We can add our sounds. Fashion. Yeah. So I don't know what like this one is. Let's find out. Hold on. No. Huh. We're getting applause. Thank you. They're Thank like, you. Thank you very much. It's the end of the show. <laughs> was clapping <laughs> yes it's over folks and yeah, congrats guys we are gonna miss you this week but remember we'll, all you need we'll is love oh my gosh you, please no all you need is love oh jeez. leave you with one of my favorite songs by the beatles well my second favorite yeah, subliminate because it's full of love well no strawberry fields oh this is strawberry Forever. fields oh so you dish me on the love right oh, okay it's strawberry fields Nothing's real. Peace out.